courtside with... Jeez, uh, man, I can't hear anything with all the dribbling. So, as I was trying to tell you, this is a new thing called Courtside with Kellen. Kellen Olsen's our son's brainiac, and he knows everything about the Suns and the players like Kellen, so he's got that going for him. Anyhow, here's Kellen, and he's presented by Southwell. <clears throat> And he's brought to you by Southwest Gas, a dynamic energy company committed to exceeding customers' expectations today while innovating sustainable energy solutions for tomorrow. Now that's imagining energy differently. Dang. That was long. It was long? But it's like the radio equivalent of a red carpet being rolled out. I mean, that was... The players like you? (laughs) I just got surprised by that. I knew you were going to say something, <laughs> man. I'm like not it. even. I'm not even giving you eye contact. I'm not going to come over the phone with you when you ask me questions. Oh my I'll look god! At listen to me. Oh my god! I got a segment now on your uh, <laughs> segment once a week. <laughs> Someone else gets their name in something, and oh all of a sudden you're going to start saying something. Jeez. Here we go. Oh boy! I can see how this segment's going to uh, go every single Wednesday. Yeah. I can see what we've got. Our chemistry here. is in a great spot. Oh, I can nothing, tell. I can there tell. aren't any warning signs about what's going. You see where I'm going here? No, I will see because usually you're filling in for me, or you're filling in for him. So the three of us now together for one segment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a little concerned about the chemistry issues here. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little. I'm a little worried about that. So uh, no, of course we're not. Kellen Olson, our resident Suns guru from ArizonaSports.com and Arizona Sports, joining us for his now weekly segment here on Opening Day. Happy Opening Day to you. Roll up the sleeves and off we go. Right, you're you're ready to sacrifice your life basically every other night to watch this team, and hopefully that's in a that's in a good way. It's going to be in a good way. I still think. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. What are you most excited about? I'm most excited just about the matchup on the court tonight. I know that there's the narratives behind it, the revenge game and seeing everything, but I just want to see, I always love to see the first game following a playoff series the following year to see how much sticks, how much doesn't. Dallas is a little bit of a different team, but schematically, are they going to trap Book like you talked about for that entire series, Gambo? Are they going to allow Mikel Bridges to get switched off Luka Doncic? Is Chris Paul going to be picked up full court? How are they going to defend Luka Doncic? They really, Dallas really broke Phoenix's defense in that series because they were either trying to commit to Luka as a playmaker or a scorer. They could never contain both enough. It was just switching off one or the other and Dallas really made it work. So I'm really interested to see how much carryover we see from the schematic uh, things that will be going on on the court. Yeah, I'm expecting that Maxi Kleber's going to play tonight. And then what I'm hearing that Hardaway is going to be the first guy off the bench. They're really going to look for him to shoot the three and to be that scorer. So I am interested when he comes off the bench, when Hardaway comes off the bench, I want to see how the Suns defend him. Because you got to defend those guys. So he'll be the first guy that they bring in. He's a guy they're going to look to to score, shoot the threes. So I want to see how that second unit contends with him and how they defend. Gambo, I wonder if they can do what they, what the Suns can do what Dallas did to Devin Booker with Luka Doncic because Jalen Brunson no longer being involved means that's a lot on the shoulders of Tim Hardaway Jr. you just mentioned, but also Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie's going to be in the starting lineup. Hardaway comes off the bench. They've got JaVale McGee in the starting lineup. The big X factor they're looking at for this season is undoubtedly Christian Wood because the offensive dynamic that he presents as a pick-and-pop guy, an ultra-skill hyper-athletic big. They haven't really had anyone just like him offensively, and I just wonder where they're going to make up for Brunson, but the thing that we've learned watching the Suns is when you have a limited amount of ball handlers, it puts a lot more stress on those top guys, so I wonder how aggressive they are in denying Luka and really denying Luka his spaces and forcing other guys to beat them. What? Okay, the Mavs, the changes they've made, the Suns, the changes they've made are are subtle, but they're significant, right? I, I mean, I know those are two 
two almost you know opposite meanings. But th- there's been some subtle changes. But in terms of the rotation, in terms of the guys coming off the bench, in terms of a new starter now in Cam Johnson, maybe they're not so subtle now that I think about it. There are. It's going to look different for the Phoenix Suns. What do you think we might? notice first, other than the obvious, Cam Johnson's the starter and Jay's not here. I think the number one thing is how much Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson and actually Devin Booker are going to bring the ball up because I don't think Chris Paul is going to be doing nearly as much of it in the regular season. Look, these types of storylines develop in the preseason and through training camp of things you want to tweak schematically and you'll remember DeAndre two years ago in Chris's first year they were really incorporating him as a part of the offense but 10 games in they bailed on it and he was kind of just playing the role that he has since. I wonder how much those three guys are going to bring up the ball and how much for a lack of a better phrase like Chris Paul just stands in the corner for a bit it, it just seems like in the preseason he was doing that a lot more and that is something that allows him rest which is what I think all three of us want to see we want to see him saved a bit more for the postseason but there's a delicate balance there because who is better at assessing the floor and getting the best outcome possible every time more than anyone but he already paces himself Paul. better than any player in the league so you don't think he needs to get that extra rest in the game Look, because yeah it's about opening things up for Mikel came and DeAndre but above all else like don't get it twisted this is about preserving Chris Paul more through the season. Right, but once they start playing every other day like they did in the playoffs, all that stuff goes out the door. Because he had plenty of rest last year going into the playoffs. He had plenty of rest. And he tired out because the game sits every other day. Like, there's no rest. I mean, they, you go look at how many times they played every, you know, back, not back-to-back, but every other day. It was almost all of their games. So there wasn't a lot of those three-day... I, I think and Brinzi's talked about this. I, I think that more than anything to me, it's just experimenting with other guys that can handle the ball in case he gets bogged down and he struggles in a game because he's tired because he's because they've got a good game plan for him or something like that. So I don't know that resting Chris Paul a couple minutes here or there or not having him handle the ball is going to do much come playoff time now. But I do think uh, that it could affect uh, to what Bernsey's talked about a lot is the, the ability to have other guys take that role and show that they can do it. I'd also be curious, like, how long they stick with it before they decide mm-hmm. we're not winning basketball games doing it like this and, and I, I would agree that early on you can for lack of a better word sacrifice a couple of these games in the name of trying to figure out something different but if, if it's not clicking if it's not working how long do they stick with it before they go uh, you know what scrap it let's go back to the way we were doing things because we're not we're not having the success we want and that and nobody can answer that question at least not yet it, it was a great point by gambo because the the internal debate not only for those of us watching but for the sons themselves is going to be like okay is this worth it is he not going to reach chris is he not going to reach that end of the road we've seen for the last two postseasons by the finals two years ago he was worn down he didn't look like chris paul we we're like what's going on what's what's injured what is happening with him new orleans he's masterful he 14 of 14 in, in that game he's amazing Dallas series doesn't have anything left. It's it, it's just gone. So can you get him to the point where he's sustainable throughout the whole postseason? But then if you're 17 and 14 game mode and you've been doing this and he's not touching the ball that much, you wonder, well, like we got to win games at some point. And do we even know if this is going to work at the end of the year? At a certain point, it's going to it's going to reach that point. I, I believe. Now I don't think it's going to go that badly by any means. I think they're still going to be the best regular season team in the Western Conference. That's a hot take around a lot of places. But I believe they're going to still have that is a hot take around a lot of places. <laughs> I still believe the regular season dominance is going to be there. This starting lineup is going to obliterate other teams. It just comes down to how much their bench can do, but again, we're going to see a lot of the starters incorporated with the bench, but that is going to be the the, narr- the narrator kind of speaking over in like January, February on those possessions. Like, how much are you preserving him, and how much, to Gambo's point, does it matter when we get to April and May? My concern is just simply, in the regular season, nobody's doing much game planning of anything. You've got a game here, and then a game two days later, and another game, you're in three cities in five nights. Like, there's not, but then you get to a seven-game series, and after 
after the first two games, we all thought the Suns were going to sweep the Mavericks. We thought they were going to sweep oh, yeah. them. And then the Dallas Mavericks decided to make some adjustments. The biggest adjustment that they made on Chris Paul was they were leaving him wide open at the three-point line, and they took Dorian Finney-Smith and with his long arms, and they put him back towards the paint by the free-throw line, and they said, look, if you're going to drive, I'm here. We're going to dare you to be a catch-and-shoot guy, and that's not him. That's not him. So they didn't have like a, a traditional guy on Chris Paul. They trapped and doubled Booker, which which made him reverse the ball, and that allowed them to get back to the rotations. And they just had a gigantic guy and Dorian Finney-Smith with all that length play off of Chris and say, okay, you want to take a three-point shot? That's what we want you to do. Now, he's a good three-point shooter, but he doesn't. But he's not a, like a catch-and-shoot guy a whole lot. So I think they they were very good at taking him out of his game. The most interesting thing about that game, though, is it's a mindset thing for him because we often see him when he's semi-open or just open, hesitate, and then he doesn't shoot it. The numbers over his career, he shoots over 40%. Which is crazy why he wouldn't do it. He's awesome. Which And he's like, he's a genius on the basketball court. So why wouldn't he shoot it? He is going to have to get over that mental hurdle this season and shoot them because he's going to have a lot more opportunities than the way the offense is orchestrated now. Last question for you before we let you go. We were talking about this earlier on the show. What, this sounds almost blasphemous to ask this question. What does Devin Booker need to get better at? What would we like to see Devin Booker get better at? Where's where's the where's the growth? What, what, what's You know what I mean? It's putting the cape on. That's the final threshold for him to reach through. It's it's being a top five, top six player in the league. And when Chris got hurt at the end of the All-Star break, and, and we saw after the All-Star break, he was doing everything for the team, and he was doing it in a positive manner consistently. There's helping your teammates get better when you're a star, and then there's just opening everything up for everyone. And he is that good of a player and that good as a combo guard and just a playmaker beyond the whole scoring thing and the shooting thing. Like, as a playmaker, he's at that level. But how consistently can he do it? And can he do it when there's four minutes left in the game, when there's three minutes left in the game? Maybe when Chris doesn't have it going and they're trapping Book, okay, can he overcome those traps now and and do it in a more precise manner that Gambo was talking about earlier in the show? I think that's the next step for him. And I think he can do it. And if he can do it this year, then they're going to be a real handful for anyone they come across in the playoffs. Like, him taking a big step more than anyone else is is important on this team. I'm going to enjoy having you, you on the show once a week. Thank you for stopping by. We appreciate Jambo, it. Jambo, it's a pleasure as always. Say hi to all the players for me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. You act like Tell I wrote that. Said, you know how I am. I, I don't want to hear that. The other one starts with Devin mentioning my name. Like, I don't need to hear any of that. Oh, you've heard, there's another one? You've heard it? All right. Got, see you guys. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go get food. I, I haven't heard it, but uh, he has. I, I didn't, I didn't Dude, realize there was another I one. I wonder if he here. had to like. I would, that's Ke- probably his ringtone. Kellen is big time. <laughs> He's approving his own intros on a show. I haven't heard it. You haven't heard it. This is this is this is out of control back there in production. This is out of control. I'm just kidding. We love Kellen.